Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz. What a fantastic day we've had. Mm-hmm. It is chill. It is chill. We've got quite a full house tonight. Yeah. Good crew. This is a good um, three quarters capacity. Yeah, wow. knock. Fire Marshal will be all right with this. Knock, <laughs> darling. Yes, dear. Who do we have in the house tonight? In the house tonight, we have Charlie. Hi, Joe kids. Hi, Joe wife. We got trains in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Choo-choo, motherfucker. (laughs) You can't steal my intro. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki, bitch. (laughs) You gotta do another train pun, Micah. Come on. Uh, Fuck you. Go, go, go. Emma. Hello, darlings. We got our uh, board man, Mr. Bagel here. Good evening. The Bagler. We got Scott. Bonjour, guten Tag, and konnichiwa. All right. Reed. Fancy, Scott. <laughs> Show us up, huh? uh, Henry. Oops, I did it again. Yes, right. you oh, did. Oh, you good. dumb bastard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the sympathy, Knock. Oh, no. You fucked up. Uh, I will say, blessed be the L.A. Lane Splitter. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Never yeah, a true word said, Naked Jim. Um, we are going to mix things up a little bit tonight because... We have some very, very tired people in the podcast, <laughs> and um, Charlie and Micah and Jim. Um, I want a ride report. We got a ride report. A we're we're ride report. Mayhem. Yes, we're we're came through town. Yes, we're we did indeed come through town, and um, me and Scott will talk about the party on Treasure Island at Moto Guild a little later in the show. But right now, simply because. You can bail early when you've given it because you both look <laughs> so <God>. tired. Fortunately, <laughs> um, you guys don't smell bad. Right. <laughs> but you rode um, from San Francisco to L.A. Well, we did well, Santa on Saturday. Cruz. We rode from Santa Cruz to L.A. because the ride stopped in Santa Cruz right. to meet us. <laughs> and then back from L.A. today. Yes. So no wonder yep. you beat. So, um, ride report, darlings. Well, so we... Or you can start it, Micah. Thank you for the Women Riders World Relay. <laughs> well, cool. well uh, actually, <laughs> there were some men involved. Well, actually... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, it was the longest ride I have been on, um, mm. both in time and in miles. Mm. Um, so that was really cool. I was really going into it thinking... Uh, so I did a big thing on Friday, which I'm not going to talk about quite yet because things are in motion. Um, But on Friday, I did motorcycle-related stuff all day, and then on Saturday, I was like, oh, man, this is going to suck. I'm going to be so exhausted. Mm. And then I got on the bike, and I was so into it and it felt amazing and I was surrounded by all these amazing women Mm. and then as soon as we were meeting up they're like hey do you want to ride with the baton for a little bit so I was like fuck yes I want to ride with the baton so I got to carry it for a little bit it was amazing so what route did you take so we decided to leave the group and take one all of the way down because I have not done the Pacific Coast Highway all the way uh, before well no hang on so how big was the group we had like eight people well no 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 so the group um, the whole were were yes was around 40 plus people okay so a sizable group so the baton went down one
101 or did it go down five? It went 101, I think. So it went down a pretty straight road because they were coming in really late to all their destinations. So they just wanted to get down right. to LA yeah. to meet the party. Mm. And that's where people split off and did Highway 1. And the offshoot, they may or may not make the party. Right. And this is something that um, if you haven't been following this Women Rider World Relay, there's a baton. There's basically going around the world. And the thing to know about it, it is on a schedule. Yep. So, yes, Jim. Yeah, so it's interesting. So if you've been following War War, it's been around most of the most of the globe, right? Started yes. in Scotland, went through Europe. Seven most, months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Asia and parts unknown. And now it's <laughs> gone through Canada and back in the United States. So Liza and the crew went out to the East Coast. Uh, and big shout out to Indian Motorcycles. They've been really good to War War. So thank you, Indian Motorcycles. Um, gave them some bikes uh, out there. They came across country. They had some pretty gnarly stories. Um, I'm sure I'm going to let Liza, you know, kind of. Yeah, like, I mean, we're going to have an <clears throat> epic ride report. But the one thing Liza I tell you is you got you to picture like a couple of things is they were coming across country b- between it was South Dakota and Wyoming. Um and they're riding Indian chieftains. Uh, Liza's got the big one with all the things. Haley, who's like 95 fucking pounds, has the big one without all the things. Right? <laughs> and by all the things, I mean heated seat, cup holder, all that kind of shit. So, But they were riding through like 30 to 38 degree weather all day oh, from shit. South Dakota to Wyoming. Oh, and um, so, and they, But they've had that experience kind of throughout. So it was like hardcore riding. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, it hasn't been an easy ride for him. And then it got here, and we jumped in and did the beautiful ocean, blue skies <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I was Weather. like, this is amazing. Got yeah. to do my longest ride with my partner and some close friends and some nice. dope-ass women. Like, yeah. it was That's great. So I'm, I'm, cu- I'm curious, Mike. I'm going to jump in. Um, so what were some of the... Because f- it was such a... Uh, there was a lot of variety to our ride. What did mm-hmm. you like the most? And like, what were some things that stood out? Um, right, hold on. Before we get to yeah. that, can we just start with the small steps? Where did you guys meet? And uh, what time did you guys leave here? With morning, daytime, or yeah, we met here at the garage at eight a.m. and then okay. met the rest of the group at Safeway right around the corner. Um, yeah, thirty minutes later. Thirty minutes later, or so. Um, and then we started like and then canoodling we, together to like, yeah, go down all, the one instead. We and, all did a riders meeting where Liza introduced the idea of if people don't want to do the one hundred and one route, they could just do the one, which was the original plan mm. and what most people had like come here for. Um, and then people like decided whether which one they wanted to do, and then everyone together did a ride on Westcliff, a little bit of Westcliff, yeah. so that we got to all meet up at the lighthouse. Um, and then the people who were doing one yeah. uh, decided, okay, we're out from here. Right. So we left the lighthouse at 9.30 a.m. We rolled into the party in L.A. at 7.33. Okay. Holland. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. We, had, um, <clears throat> we ended up breaking into a couple of groups, and the idea was they know if it was all one big group of 60 riders, yeah. mm, you're never going to make the party. Yeah. So sure. they broke it up, which worked out great, because then people could either hang with a baton and you know, big with a, with a yeah. big group going down one on one, and our one group and Charlie can speak to this broke into two groups. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had the fast group, aka Dames uh, Dames Don't Care Collective. Hey, I, I don't know. I thought we were a fast group. So fast. no, dude, yeah. we were not <laughs> a fast. group. But we also had WR two fifty. So so but, but and then so it actually worked out well. So you had a fast group and a slow group, and me and Charlie were Charlie was leading the slow group. Me, me being the white man decided to lead the group down there. You, you went there, <laughs> you know, for the Mike, white I will turn it over to Mike. 
Oh no, anyway, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, so, but uh, yeah. so, so there was a fast highway one group and a slow highway one group, and we were the slow one. Okay. And uh, but the whole thing was you had to break up the ride because there's there was no way to get to DSX Machina and another shout out there. We'll talk more later um, to get all the way from here to there and make a party at six o'clock. Right. So it actually worked out fucking perfect. Yeah. So how many miles is that today for you? Four hundred hours. About four hundred both ways. A little over, I think. But I didn't count them exactly. That's okay. pretty gangster. And um, so you, we're. You were riding your FC6, Micah. Yeah, FC6R. And Charlie. I borrowed Jim's FC6. Okay. Because I don't have a highway-capable bike right now. And the other eight on the ride, what were they on? Well, Jim, he was our sweep. Okay. Yeah, so it was actually it was so there's so much to talk about here, especially as it supports what War War's doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So imagine a bunch of people in a Safeway parking lot in Santa Cruz at like what eight thirty in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that, hanging out. I was eating a frozen calzone. It was awesome. <laughs> and um, and then the whole SF crew rolls in. So it, it's a big shout out to Dames Don't Care, Damn. and they did a, a lead ride through San Francisco the night before that was fucking nuts. And <laughs> SFMC was blocking. Yeah. And it was fucking crazy. Now, I yeah. have been on runs with SF. FMC and those guys know how to block. Yeah, they oh, keep yeah. it real, dude. I, Fuck yeah. Me and Bagel did the mods and rockers with them. Mm-hmm. And the one guy who was riding with us on a Harley, he was in front of me, he was behind me, he was on my right, he was everywhere. <laughs> I don't know how one guy could have been everywhere, but every intersection that needed blocking, he was there. So these guys know what they're oh, yeah. doing. You know, I lived in San Francisco for a while and they took us places I had never been before with views that blew my mind hmm. and they were so hardcore and they did it effort- effortlessly. Um, you know, the Dames crew led the ride and then the SFMC blocked and we ran just about every stop sign and every traffic <laughs> signal in the fucking city. My favorite yes. part is Liza's like, I'm going to do this. So here comes this big fucking pearl white Indian chieftain hauling down the middle of the road in the middle of San Francisco <laughs> up to a light that's green and then turning yellow and Liza's like oh charges into the intersection I hope you're listening Liza <laughs> and then she pulls and she did the right thing it was just bad luck so she's in the intersection she's blocking for everybody and here come people and then a baby stroller and there's Liza <laughs> <laughs> get that baby no, but it, but I, I'm just kidding. But um, but it happened. But it was it was it was a whole lot of fun. So right. big shout out to them. Cool. So yeah, LA. How was how was the ride down there? Or would you guys just went straight down once out? Or yeah, we just took one. We had a little tiny detour because we missed a turn. Um, but that was fine. And then mm-hmm. we got back on one. Um, and so we did basically the whole Pacific Coast Highway over there. It right was gorgeous. So, hey, so I just gotta say, I've never been to LA, and my GPS stopped talking to me. So I was <laughs> nice. having an issue. Oh, no. <laughs> So if I can just go over the route, mm-hmm. if you take Highway 1, you go um, down through Big Sur, you go past Hearst Castle, you eventually end up in Morrow Bay, and mm-hmm. you really have to join 101 at that point, don't you? Yeah. Well, we, mm-hmm. And you, you, you take 101, if I remember right, to Pismo Beach, and then yeah. one drops off. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can go down. You end up at Vandenberg. We- we ended up taking like what 130 yeah. what was that one 135 or whatever that went up it was by bitching. Santa Barbara so, so yeah we went down by Vandenberg and then Charlie took us on a road and I'd been on once before with Liza when we went to the Peterson it's Lake Chichuma oh yeah 154 yeah. Yeah. that's beautiful. actually a shorter yep. yes because it, it it's geographically it's it's about 20 miles shorter but it's longer because it's twisty yeah. and it goes up and over yeah. but and it's beautiful shout out to the Santa Ynez Valley because it's beautiful and there's bitching like right. you know dirt riding back there and then too. I'm so I'm guessing Santa Barbara, you went to Oxnard, then you cut across with Point Juanini and then just took Highway 1 all the way in. 
Something Twilight. like that. Something, Something like that. Like that. All so, I know is hats off to Charlie because it was not an easy ride to lead. You had asked who was on the ride. So Charlie right. was leading. Michael yes. was riding the tight, tight, yes. tight wing man, white woman number two, wing woman. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Well, so um, but after that, it was a smorgasbord. So there was a, a woman on a GS310. Is that what they are? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. GS310. No oh, shit. Um, there was bikes, huh? a yeah. woman on a 83CB550 cafe. Okay. There was a younger woman on a like Versus 650. Yes. Okay. Bless her heart. She was good. She and was then, killing it. And then I was sweeping with a WR250R. Yes. And so the W2 fi- WR250 um, was why we were a little why we were with a slow group because um, her top speed was. I mean, you can only go as fast as the slowest and, rider. Because so. I, I was kind of gauging that because we could. And I mean, she's on a dirt bike. It wasn't that she was not a skilled rider. She was killing it the whole time. And but well, so there, like, just... there's opportunities to pass cars or not. And I was deciding, do you pass car or not? And it's like I could pass car, and I know everyone can pass car. But if you don't have power to just get around it, and right. yeah. But you know. I'm thinking Highway One, four hundred miles at least for maybe four fifty. Yeah, something mm. like ten that. hours in yeah. the seat. And yeah, then how did you? Yeah, how did you get back today? Uh, we took one to Santa Barbara because my sister just started going to UC Santa Barbara, so mm-hmm. we got to visit with her really quickly. Oh, which, that's cool. Which was awesome because I'm not going to see her till Christmas again, so that was great. And then um, we went the speed the speed limit up Highway 101. <laughs> super legal <laughs> speed. Well, yeah. you know, super legal. Wink. That stretch of 101 from San Luis Obispo really north, you were just fighting the wind. Oh yeah, all the way. It's, yeah. it's yeah. awful. Yeah. When you're I, heading north, it's grim. Yeah, because I same thing in the because when I left this morning, I, I stayed in Venice Beach with some friends. Right. Actually, it was lovely. Woke up, woke up had coffee, and then uh, my friend um, Evan, who rides an older BMW, we hopped on, he took me up to the rock store, and I had never oh, no been shit. there before. Yeah. Nice. Was, what was fucking crazy, you know, what I like about LA roads, the landscape's great, is beautiful. You can see a little bit more than you can here, mm-hmm. but we rode through all the fire stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was like miles and miles of like fucking burned everything, yeah. and it was just really heavy. Yeah. Um, but then Going to the rock store, which I, you know, fuck you, I've, I've just seen pictures and I've never seen so many bikes crammed into one place in my life. <laughs> but the nice thing is, nobody waiting for breakfast, so that was good. Hey, so <laughs> what was the question that you had earlier for Micah on this trip? Like, uh, oh, I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Yeah. yeah, so we were talking, and so we had the Dame's crew was we were leapfrogging down Highway One, which was kind of fun. We'd yeah. see each other at stops <laughs> and gas stops, and hey, oh, cool, right? Kind of keep an eye on each other, but they were definitely a faster group. I was trying to be the first people there. No, we were way. the last because this is well, these, these are people that ride together on big bikes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On fast bikes. And they ride together and they, they know this area. We were on people with not big bikes that some of them had never ridden in a group ride before. Yeah. So that there's, That's a, there's a whole lot. So here's a couple of comments about some of the rides. And overall, the War War ride was awesome. It was over the top good. Um, but when you're in a group ride, some of these things come up. Yeah. Um, you know, the people I haven't, I've never done a group ride before, or I've only been on the road mm-hmm. three times. But Charlie did a great ride shepherding. But what I was going to tell you is they thought the Dames ride that was faster than us didn't hear no big deal there they thought our ride was more dangerous someone in our group said our ride was dangerous And I'm curious why you think that <laughs> wow. might be. Wow, why would that be? Ooh, it's because Charlie was leading. Any ride with Charlie is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's what I'll say. Because um, Liza told me that. I'm like, what? This morning I called her. We are chatting. And fucking Liza, she's on the road. She's like, you're the third person to call me. I'm leading the ride. Wait, hang on. Oh, my God, I lost the group. What? <laughs> <laughs> she's like fucking doing all that stuff Like while she's riding. It's hilarious. Oh, no. She's amazing. Um, 
Uh, anyway, I forget. What was I saying? Anyway. Oh, someone said the ride was dangerous. Oh, it was dangerous because, you know, here's why I think because we were with people that weren't used to doing rides. And one of the things that happened a lot is we got spread out. Yes. Yeah. We got spread out at stop signs and intersections. We got spread out on the freeway. So, you know, when you're spread out and between that and people not really remembering the whole staggered riding thing. Yeah. Um, that was a lot right there. But right. when you get spread out on the freeway. And so I'm sweeping with a WR250. Charlie's yeah. trying to lead on on the freeway yeah so when we get spread and, and the girl and some of the people in front of me would leave literally like 100 yards 150 yards 200 yards in front of them exactly mm-hmm. well so my mindset with leading a ride like that on a long distance highway adventure everyone knows we're going to be on that highway for like another 50 miles so i know that people can then eventually catch back up as long as i go a reasonable pace and we had such a small group or like i'd pass one car or something like that and i know like over the next 20 miles, everyone else is going to pass that car and meet back up. And I wouldn't go too far away, and I'd keep your headlight in my vision. And I was trying to keep the group together, but at the same time, like, we... There got, was just such a difference with the writing skill, yeah. too. Like, some of the stuff with, like, yeah. splitting lanes. Like, Charlie and I started splitting lanes, and immediately we were like, cool, let's pull to the side, I guess. Like, people yeah. are <laughs> coming soon. Um, and it's just that people were on small bikes, and people were just being super, super careful yeah. and aware, and they mm. just weren't used to the same yeah. situations. But then the, the other group was, like, blasting past cars and oh my like, God, going there crazy. Two and, of them who ended up splitting from that ride that was faster than us and they passed us at one point and just like we're splitting lanes at like very high speed super uncomfortably i it was just like one of those <laughs> yeah. like you see motorcyclists pass you and you're just like oh, oh, oh. Um, it sounds yeah. like a group it, it, ride but if you're <laughs> if you're in a group of experienced motorcyclists and everyone is comfortable with that like you can do that reasonably yeah now and was, i knew our group didn't have that so i wasn't passing cars like that or doing was anything one of the atomic lane splitters on a pearl white indian chief by (laughs) no they were on a different highway than us so very good so overall it's great experience for for you two and you jim i think jim's got another no just i I, I would just like to talk about the world war experience in general though Mm -hmm. is there something that do you want to talk anymore about just your world war thing overall like like how like it had to be really fucking cool it's fucking fantastic um being a woman rider is a weird experience where you are constantly treated like you are a brand new rider no matter your experience and women of all ages i mean i'm a younger woman so that's of course part of it uh, but women of all ages are treated like they are not able to ride like they're just beginning constantly explained to them constantly asked aren't you riding on the back so just being in a group where it's like all of a sudden no one is asking that and if there's a man around you know that he's probably chill because he's with all these other people it's awesome it's it was super freeing um and often in being a woman writer there's lots of comments about like oh how hot like whatever with like gear and all of that and it's like Mm, very sexualized exactly um i had a comment on facebook actually someone who was friends with one of my friends uh commented on my post today about how amazing it is to be on this historical ride and they made a comment about um oh yeah especially for avid but newer riders like you and i'm i've been writing three years i've done thousands of miles i've taken a ton of classes if it was a man in the same situation charlie for example has been writing a year longer than me 
and doesn't get comments like that ever. Mm-hmm. So just having a community of women who are tight knit, who are all super supportive of each other, and it's just surrounded by all this love and all this support and all this. Hey, um, I have a. I went on a previous leg. Um, do you want any tips? Like we had this situation happen. Do you um, want to know like what happened? What we did to avoid it? Here's the gear list that I war here is my packing list and everything like that everyone's Mm -hmm. just so supportive the whole time and then we get to constantly see the baton going around the world seeing other women doing this amazing thing and being part of something holding that baton Um, I got to take a picture with Haley holding the baton and that just felt so cool because for her she was like oh yeah totally I'll take a picture with you but it was just amazing like this woman who just decided I want to start a relay and have a baton go around the world that is just touched by women writers and is brought everywhere by women writers with um, signed by women writers and it's making history but you know what and Micah, being part of that I think the time was right I think it, it was almost like a divine thing Haley came along at exactly the right time absolutely because it, it's a time in history when us women riders were ready to break out. And what was mm-hmm. cool was the huge spectrum. So I, I rode out to Reno uh, on Thursday afternoon to go catch up with the ride. I was going to meet him in Reno and come back to San Francisco to do L.A. Mm. And some I get there a little bit early. And so I come come downstairs. I think I checked in. And I see a couple of women there in motorcycle gear. I'm like, hey, you were were? And they're all like, what? I'm like, <laughs> women's world? They're like, yeah, we are. I'm like, hey. I'm a dude, and I'm going to talk to you about World War but, <laughs> but I learned real quick. I'm like, hey, I'm a companion writer. Um, and I just thought I'd say hi, and cool, right on. Hey, here's the thing. And and Liza was coming in from Utah. They were at the Bonneville Salt Flats, right. actually. Yeah. Um, and I tell you, they have an amazing story every single day. Um, yes. Every single day is an amazing adventure for them. It's it's going to be fascinating. Well, it's a grand, decompress. it's a once in a lifetime mm. adventure for yeah. all of them. And what was yeah. so neat is I met the, as as I met more and more people in Reno. Um, the more diverse the group got, and the more just everybody was so like excited and like like uh, like like Micah jazzed and and I was and I got more excited. And then um, when they all rolled in the baton and everything, it was really a lot of fun. But what I noticed is it brought a lot of people that have been seeking community. Right. Like, because, like, how do you access motorcycle community? It's either easy or it's hard, it seems like, right? And um, and these were people that were looking for access that wanted to do these things, and it brought so many t- people together in such a fun way because it was super well, you, fun, and it was it like Micah said, I was just as excited I think as everybody else just to be a part of it. Well, you know, women motorcycle riders have been around for a long, long mm-hmm. time, but they've definitely been marginalized in the past. They've definitely been stigmatized, and you know, almost fetishized as well. Absolutely, and to. Be part of something that involves nothing but motorbike stuff. It's not about being sexy or being perceived as being sexy in your clothes. It's not about an image. It's it's just about motorbikes. Yeah. It's it will- literally just fucking women riding together. That it's like the it, best thing in the world. It feels so revolutionary. No, totally. Yeah. And, and the variety of the women and the variety of the bikes. Yeah. Um, it was just. It was so. It was. It's. And it was like Mike had said. I'll um, echo her comments. It was fun to be a part of something like you know you're not going to see something like this again. And yeah, it's a big deal. Whatever. Blah blah blah. But yeah, it was a lot of. It is a big deal. And it was really cool. And no, it was, it's a massive deal. And mm-hmm. it was really fun to be a part of something. Um, like this and and when you see the people that are putting it on you know you know you have liza and shauna and michelle and rachel and 
fuck and oh Haley the person that invented mm-hmm. it right um, all these people you see, the amount of work they put into it just oh, it's just fucking it's, nuts it's oh, yeah. staggering it's fucking absolutely nuts. staggering and if you remember very early on I was actually one of the admins and I realized oh, yeah. very very early on I just couldn't commit yeah. to that amount of work right mm-hmm. which is really cool because you have to be it's like honest because like it's a lot of fucking work right and yeah. I right. just wasn't able yeah. to and speak of a lot of work shout out we do this all the time and I'm not doing this for whatever I don't get shit but Law Tigers Matt yeah. They fucking represented, dude. They were in San Francisco. Matt was doing stuff for the motorcycle community oh, there. A and solid Law Tigers. Cat. So, yeah, big shout to uh, Law Tigers. Law Tigers. I don't want to tell any, too many, any more stories because Liza's going to have so many to tell. It's amazing. But we were, we were passing billboards on the way from Reno to uh, San Francisco. And there were a couple of Law Tiger bull, bull, like things, you know, billboards. Mm-hmm. And so I saw Liza made the rawr sign. So I go hauling <laughs> up next to her because I was like, her, she was leading. I was a wingman, and I same thing. Rah, next thing you know, we're rawing at each other. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, Matt, like he he great. he got he brought food, you know, donated yeah. sandwiches, yeah. and doesn't all sorts me of things. So Law Tigers, man, they definitely they put their money where their mouth is. While so we're right shouting people out, um, I wore my Venom Sports uh, for both parts of the ride yesterday and today. Um, They're they, so good. They're fucking amazing. While we were nice. in, we were stopped for gas in slow. They're cool. Um, and <laughs> we just like poured some water on it because we were baking. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we like we got a little bit of wind, Dude, oh was, my god, it was ninety six degrees. Enough. It was it hot was as fuck. Amazing. Was like, what? It was immediate cooling down. It's yeah. vnmsports.com. So and while we're talking about women writers, it's a woman owned local Leon. local woman uh, writer. It's a woman owned business. Support her. Aliki is oh, amazing. You got it too, Her products are amazing. So th- yeah. you're playing with yourself. He's playing. <laughs> 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 he's looking at Charlie. You can do this too. I feel uncomfortable. And on, you too could do this if you own Venom Sport. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Charlie's becoming delirious. Micah, Charlie, is there anything you'd like to add? Because you both look desperately tired. No, I'm gonna go to bed. All Stop right. throwing shit at me. <laughs> yeah, go go home, guys. Go to bed. Get some rest, Stop. and um, we Stop. can always talk more next week. Stop yes. wicking your well, nipples. I cannot talk Charlie. next week. I'm going to well, babes right out. All right, but, that's how he keeps himself Dude, awake. What are you gonna do? Babes. A ride report after that? Can you please come by after the babes ride out and yeah, report? Babes. Uh, I will try to. I try fucking to. hate camping, so I think you'll be okay. It's There's not vacation if you sleep on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> get it, bring a cot. Liza's got the cot. Very yeah. cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yep. All right, Bye, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. If, you ever, if you ever have a chance to visit California and hit up one of the bike rental companies we talk about here, um, it is fucking beautiful. Like, I've done the PCH a number of times, and every time Bye, I guys. do it, it's like... This is just ridiculously oh, it's a, it's beautiful. A wild ride, and yeah. I've never done the one the entire, at least whatever way we went, that the whole way down, and it was just right. fucking beautiful. The it only place a... that you really get away from it is that little stretch from Morro Bay to San Luis Obispo. Yeah. You go inland mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. go inland. But then when you pick it up, you can go all the way mm-hmm. down to Lompoc. Yep, yep. Um, yep. And all around there and pick up 154. We, it's a we, wild ride. And then we're, we're coming in at nighttime, bouncing down the one, and then all of a sudden you can be like, when are we going to get there? And all of a sudden you see the Ferris wheel at Santa Monica. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And you're like, there, I see the Ferris so, wheel. So, uh, yeah, the Pacific Ocean is fucking big, yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I saw elephant seals. We're yeah. Fucking, yeah. fucking elephant seals. Yeah. Big ass. That's a big ass sausage right there, son. <laughs> <laughs>
Tell that so. Um, like I say, we mixed up the show a little bit. Let's Moving talk up. a bit about what we did today. Uh, I showed up a little bit late. Yeah, you were <laughs> late, knock. Look, I woke up at nine. I I woke up at nine. I got up at like nine thirty and sat on my couch. And then like I got up and it was like ten forty-five. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> so I ran in the shower and scrubbed my balls and all this. Okay. And then I showed up here, and then Emma was like, you know, getting her shit together and putting stuff away. And I was like, all right, cool. It's so, handled. And so, yeah, we started opening We opened it up. It, yeah, and it started off pretty quiet, but as it is, you know, yeah. Like and then people started showing up. Yeah. And it was a pretty interesting day. Um, it was a, it trickled in. It got uh, festive towards the right. end, but it was a good, like, ramp up. It, there has been a common denominator throughout today, though, and mm. that is bikes that are reluctant to start. Mm. Kickstart. Dude. Yes, yeah. kickstart bikes that are reluctant to start. Well, So we'll start with the continuous saga of Doug mm. and oh. his road-going CR500. Yeah. Which looks amazing, sounds amazing. And it's a two-stroke. It's well, a two-stroke 500 single dirt bike. It, it sounds amazing when it's running, right? But starting it, and he's jumping up and down on that kickstart, you know, mm. the only time that I have ever been truly hurt on a motorcycle, aside from falling off them, is on large two-stroke singles trying what, to kickstart them. What's mm. the compression on that? Oh, God, it's like, on that one, it's like 10 to 1. Mm. But there's something about two strokes that they're just... Explosive? Yes. Yep. Um, And they kick back, and it's just like trying to jump up and this down thing on a is brick. a 1985 85, yeah yeah it's an 85 so it's a motorcycle though that um, thing yeah. is tough oh it's a tough looking bike and, and it's plated so and it's he's got it tricked unicorn. out supermoto style so it's got mm-hmm. 17 inches and radials on it mm-hmm. so it's a wild looking bike like a death machine but it'd be even better if it start <laughs> <laughs> so what was the issue it just it like it, the, the truthfully would get wet right I right mean, so i'll tell you what i truly believe is happening it did have an ignition problem which i think he's fixed mm. um it had a weak spark and we did a bit of this and that with the with the electrics and we got a good fat spark mm-hmm. if you can kick it over quick enough it starts quite easily Mm. but it's such a herculean effort you'd need like a 500 pound man with a leg like the tree trunk of an oak (laughs) to start that thing and because it's still hairy yes exactly um i believe people like that live in canada um you know they they shake the trees and they fall out (laughs) oh sure i've been up there lumberjacking eh Um, you have a bike for me to kick so um i think he just needs to get the newness out of it still you know he he hasn't even done a full tank of gas Mm. so what i've said Mm. to him is jump up and down on the bloody kickstart get it running and just keep it running for as long as you can things liquid cooled so it's not going to super overheat Mm. he should just keep it running and get the newness out of the rings because it's just it's just monumental Compression yeah, timing just, might be an issue too because now it's, fi- no, it's fixed. Now it's fixed. Mm. It's yeah. fixed. But just you know, vary the revs while he's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just go up and down through the revs, and you know, just get just get a little bit of wear on the ball. Yep. Mm. Um, it needs something. 
because yeah. I like to see that thing run because like he's had it for about a year now. And I'm like, come on, dude, do something cool with it. Right? When but I heard CR five hundred, I'm like, what? Geez, so what? He didn't move that far with it, but he did make some headway with the yeah. electrics. Um, well, he uh, he did jump into somebody else's motorcycle. Yes, though. he did, yeah. and we'll talk about that. Um, however. Who else was hit? Mikey four times. Mm. Indeed. Mikey. Well then, yeah. <laughs> with his uh, newest acquisitions. So, did that start soon when, to be when for it got sale. here? No. <laughs> did, it, did it start when he got it? No, but we did have a competition to see who could start it. <laughs> and yeah. nobody could. Yeah, I'm my, surprised. My money uh, was on James. I don't know why I didn't win. You think, yeah, well, James was hundred pounds. Well, James was a trier. I, Dude, I'd he say was out, having at it. I, was, I would say out of everybody. So this is um, a 1972... 74 cubic inch shovel head engine. Is that a bowling it, ball, Harley? Yeah, no, pre bowling ball, I believe. Um, okay. I think yeah. AMF, I want to say 80s, AMF right? took them over in 73. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's, it's just pre AMF. Doesn't mean it's any good. Um, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know, and to be fair, before haters going to hate, I mean, the triumphs that were rolling off the line in 71, 72 weren't great either. I mean, nothing was that well made. I, I, I back suspect then. it was indicative, indicative of 1972 metallurgy. I don't know. Yeah, Kawasaki yeah, was no, making some yeah, bitching no. shit in 1972. Well, no, hang on. I'm going to jump to Harley's and Triumph's defense right now we get very nostalgic about water buffaloes like i did last week and h h1s and h2s but the fact of the matter is they weren't that well made the ones you see now are restored up to the nines they've got paint on them that's a mile deep they've got triple chrome show chrome the cases are polished up to within when you you start talking water buffalo i get i get excited well yeah when i met you it was around a water buffalo it was around my metal flake tangerine water buffalo but let me tell you something there wasn't that bike is so much better finished than it was when it left the line i'm sure they weren't that well made these were mass production bikes so anyway back to mikey's so it's in a very, very old school, rigid frame. Mm-hmm. It's very nostalgic looking. I'm it's looking at the castings on the headstock. And I'm looking at that thing. Yeah, like, oof. They put well, a, they put a lot of paint to cover that. That, that well, that's how up. frames were made back yeah. then. I mean, the headstock and any of the gussetry was just like cast iron, mm-hmm. and there were like slugs that were cast into it, and then yep. you just slide a tube over and braze it on. That's like how frames used to be big made. Big bicycle. It's it's big and chunky. Yeah. Um, and so we ran a competition to see who could start it. And there was a line. And I, I think I kinda, about ten people had a go. I kind of wanted to stand on the side with an ice pack because somebody's going to reverse their knees at one point, maybe, you know? Well, like, there is... Let me tell you about sports to knee because this is a phenomenon. Whenever you go, whenever you go to any... Harley event like Hollister or Sturgis, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of old guys of a certain generation limping. Mm-hmm. And you and you point at them, you say, mm-hmm. sports to knee, and they go, oh, sports to knee. <laughs> and what sports to knee is, because I thought, what the hell is sports to knee? Is it because you, you, your leg's kind of out at a crazy angle because the air filter? And what it was, and this was something that only sportsters used to do. I should point out, Mike, Mike's isn't a sportster, it's, it's a big twin. Mm-hmm. But what the sportster used to do, it was a kickstart bike, and you jump up on the kickstart, and it'd go about halfway, and then it'd suddenly let go. 
Mm-hmm. And the kick- no resistance, you mean? No like? resistance. Yeah. And the Kickstarter would freewheel all mm. the way down to the bottom and basically bend your leg the wrong way because yeah. all your weight would be on it and oh. just pop your kneecap. Oh. And that's what sports to knee is. Jeez. And it crippled many, many young men in the 1950s. Mm. And interestingly sucks. enough, the sportster. Harley knew about this. The Sportster got an electric start before the Big Twins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because wow. the Big Twins were easier <laughs> to start, hard as it is to believe. Uh, they probably got some uh, lawyers knocking on their door. I'm sure they did. So, um, But anyway, I didn't see that thing run. It ran. <clears throat> it put it for like two and a half seconds. But it is, I've got to be honest with you, Nock, it is a death trap. Oh, yeah, totally you look yeah. at it. Well, by it, definition, it's a chopper. It's a chopper. Yeah, but it has. But you can stack the odds in break? your face. Fa- no. Well, good. Okay, so here's the thing. He came in. The, the reason he came in was he had a shitty rear brake master cylinder, mm. which we found out that it it was an aftermarket. <laughs> he has no one. brakes. <laughs> and so what what happened? What did you do? You just basically right. replaced the. So here's what happened. Mike said, "Look, I can't get any pressure on the rear brake." Yeah. And so I thought I'll fix this. He had just I, installed the new. He just installed dandy. a new quite expensive master cylinder from uh, JNS, I think. Hmm. And he said, I can't get a master cylinder. Well, I, you know, I've got a big head. Hmm. I said, well, I'll fix this. <laughs> and then I couldn't get any pressure on it either. And I thought, this is not going well. That doesn't and so seem right. Huh? It doesn't it seem right. Work. So it should work. Yeah. And, you know, the master cylinder looked like a decent piece. It looked like it was a piece of billet that it's- was machined. Yeah, the finish was nice. Yeah. It, it, like, there weren't any weird burrs. So anyway, you know, as yeah. a last resort, I just stripped it down, had a look, and it was the biggest piece of shit in there I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was absolutely gruesome in there. And I, I, was, I, yeah. I was looking at the cup seals, because you've got to yeah. know how master cylinders work. Yeah. And there's kind of like a, a, a seal. I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like a tiny little Reese's peanut butter cup. You know what? Mm. It felt yeah. like it was made out of vinyl. It's supposed to yeah. rub it. It was yeah. really strange. And it, like, there were no it, sharp edges on it. Because yeah. if you imagine a Reese's peanut butter cup, but smooth, yeah. Yeah. that shape. Mm. And so when you push it in, it kind of flares against mm-hmm. the wall of the master. Mm-hmm. And it pushes fluid along. Well, it didn't have anything like that. Everything was yeah. round. And it was yeah. like O-rings for seals. It was really uh, hokey. Wow. Um. Yeah, and it I didn't thought look right it did not look scene. right. Yeah. So I thought, let's try because Mike's Mike said, "Look, the old master cylinder worked, but I didn't like where the brake pedal was." So I had a look at it and I thought, you know what, I might be able to jerry rig this together. Mm-hmm. So we used the new brackets and the new pedal and the new footrest with the old master cylinder and a little bit of Emma magic, yeah. and we got a great rear brake. With the pedal where it should be. So, I mean, it's just like, what, you're just managing to move the plunger in and out and just kind of relocating where the... Yeah, and just m- making okay. holes where there shouldn't be holes. And Okay, so there's no... You didn't actually make fab any brackets, right? Just No, I just used one. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, and the way, I, the way I figured it, I couldn't make that bike any more dangerous. If sure. I tried <laughs> yeah, sure. My conscience was clear. Um, and truthfully, I mean, if it was... A sport bike, especially a litre bike, yeah, I'd be a lot more inclined to do something better. But that bike, will be, you're not going to ride it above 20 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, in fact, yeah. my suggestion is, if you actually want to seriously ride that bike, you need a man in a top hat with a red flag walking in front of you. <laughs> it is a bar hopper. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So... He got it going, though. He got it going. He got it, kicked it over, and it ran for a little bit. And uh, after much coaxing, yeah, 
But uh, that's yeah. But you know what? James was kicking the shit out of that thing, dude. Uh, James, that's, that's is skinny a motherfucker jumping on that thing. The he fucking was air intake it. caught on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's how bad it was. It was actually spitting back. Well, there was a fire. Lot. There was fire in the carburetor. Yeah, and I yelled at James because when you have fire in the carburetor, yeah. James, kick, 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 and he kicked it, and he sucked all that fire into the combustion chambers. Because yep. that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, yeah, the fire was hanging around a bit. And I, was, I mean, there was a. To be fair, there was a lot of ether, and <laughs> there were small children nearby. And Henry, God bless him, he kept on Dude. picking up this child and moving it away. But the child kept on going back. Ether will do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the child was obviously they're, attracted they're, to the ether. They're barely functional as it is, let alone when they're ether eating. Yeah, so Johnny um, Rogers on that kid's shirt, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you know, I think, and me and Mike had a talk about that bike, and he's not really feeling very touchy feely about it. And truthfully, no. if you if you don't know the story, Mike won this bike, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and bike winning Mike for bike, forty dollars, making four times. However. If you've got a beautiful-looking shovel-head chopper, and it is beautiful... Sure. There's got to be something monumentally wrong with it for you to (laughs) give it away for a competition. So my thoughts are, it's somebody else's problem. Mm. Clearly it was. If that bike was a great starting and great running bike, the guy who built it would still be riding it. Yeah, it was like great starting, great running, air quotes, for like that particular day. Right. Concepts, so, you right? know, but like, if you're giving away a bike for a competition, you know, you, you've had some experiences <laughs> with it that you might want to forget. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I had a long heart to heart talk with Mike and there, there, there was. He there was were, over it. There were tears. Yeah. I and mean, there like, were mine. <laughs> and um, his I, deal was like he want, if, if he could attach an electric start to it, he'd keep it and maybe do something. Well, he tried it, to bribe like, me. Uh, yeah, he tri- no, he tried to bribe me. He's like someone pissed in the airbox. You want it? Right. Yeah. Well, he did offer it to me, and I said no. Um, <laughs> but I, the reality is, I said, Mike, when you have finished Captain Crunch, and Captain Crunch is basically finished now, mm. except for the paintwork. Mm. I said, you're gonna, you're gonna Waiting forget for all yeah. about that shovel head, which is true. Yeah, dude, cut and, your losses. Put and it on so eBay I think he should put it on Craigslist, eBay Craigslist. or Craigslist. Get shot of it. Put yeah. the money into Captain Crunch. Yeah. A little more um, Chrome. And if my schedule was better, I'd help him put an electric start on it. But as I said to him, yeah. I said, Mike, we are gonna do the show circuit in 2020 with your bike and the turbo bike. Mm-hmm. And if I get involved in manufacturing electric starting adapter plates, adapter plates yeah. I'm not gonna finish my turbo bike and, and I'll be he, a very unhappy Emma. If he throws that up on uh, Craigslist at a reasonable price and just says, hey, it's hard to start, someone will fucking jump on it like well, that. It is yeah. such a nostalgic bike. Well, the, the, the way the exhaust looks, the sissy bar, the it's, seat, I mean, it's really it fucking straight up It is a really chopper. good looking bike. The only thing I don't like about it is it's got an 18 inch rear wheel and I think mm. it'd look a shitload better with a 16 inch yeah. especially with a 21 front I Dinks know why they've walls. done it I know why they did the 18 inch it's, it is because that's what was laying around yeah <laughs> you know it's got a, it's <laughs> got a nice Firestone tire on it but it would look better with a 16 mm. um 
But it's it's, it's a great looking bike. I mm. mean, you, I can see how you'd get sucked in with its look. Oh, it's iconic. Yeah, it's iconic. You're like, Ooh. Re- exactly. You look at it and you're immediately transported yeah. back. If to you like think of biker trash, you think of that bike. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But some weird seventies dude that, with a beard, yeah, like, that, with a naked <laughs> chick. Like, why is what? he's on LSD? Makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, he's on LSD and he's borrowing right, right with now. a stupid he's drunk as shit. Yeah. But um, so I think he's over it. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna concentrate on Captain Crunch. And I saw a preview of that paintwork, and mm. it is wild. Dude, nice. Mike Mike is good at that stuff. Oh hell! Well, he's farmed it out to this woman in Salt Lake City, I believe. Yeah. Well, I just mean the the ideas, the colors, <laughs> but the yeah, concept. the idea and yeah. the concept he laid down. Um, it's it's wild. Nice. I'm really looking forward to that being finished. Um, and what else did we did? I gave carburetor lessons to um some people. Yeah, so, you did. Well, um, one of my clients has um, a selection of bikes, none of which have got any miles on them at all and are probably about 15 years old, which means plug carburetors. Mm-hmm. And carburetors really fill a lot of people's hearts with dread. <laughs> so it was a very simple lesson on what carburetors do, why they do it, and how they do it. And it went really well. It went pretty quickly, and cool. it was identifying parts. And so, what carbs did you clean? Um, I had some carbs actually off a 250 Ninja, mm. which is um, a 19. I think it's an 89 or a 90, and it's got 200 miles on it. Mm. Wow, so not it, even broken in. Yeah. So did you just like clean everything out, or did you replace anything? No, it just needed cleaning out. It just needed cleaning out, um, and I'll I'll do a couple of modifications. I'll um, I'll um, pee in the airbox, and uh, I'll give you three hundred dollars for it yeah. because you've got a rodent problem. Will you drill out the jets? I will drill out the jets, and I'll With change probably. pod filters on it. You have pod filters and, and drill out the jets because that's the best thing. For and then we're going to have some vindaloo. Yes, and then we're going to have a windy poo. <laughs> so. Um, no, that went really well, and uh, um, everyone seemed to enjoy it. Well, people didn't fall asleep, and yeah, that's yeah. always a good thing. And nobody <laughs> threw this MM thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I do? Not. I think so. And the waving and the do You really. You look like Sigmund and the Sea Monsters over there. Remember that show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Showing your age there, Jim. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Yeah, you remember that? No. Fuck. Uh, yeah, okay. Saturday morning cartoons. It's American stuff. Okay. Freedom, freedom cartoons. Very good. <laughs> so, um, anything else that we want to broach the subject of what we did today? Because it was quite a busy day. Uh, I think there Adrian, were a lot of people Adrian, here. Uh, did a chain and sprocket uh, replacement from a 48 to a 52 rear. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, if she found out that uh, uh, she was running a non o ring chain the whole time. Well, that's not in itself, which isn't a bad thing. Not, no, not not really. But, I mean, it's a street going bike. So, whatever. I guess it. So, why'd she do the rear sprocket? It was roasted. It was aluminum. And why'd she switch? Oh, no. It was actually steel. And uh, it was like, just, it was done. It was time. Yeah, but why'd she switch teeth? I don't know. She wanted it more, more, yeah. more wheelies. More wheelies. Yeah. More, yeah. I would argue that at one stage today, we had here at Recycle Garage, we had three XR650Rs. 
The Gathering of yes. the Unicorns. And one <laughs> CR500 street bike. And I would suggest there is probably nowhere else in the universe you would have got that. <laughs> no, this is, this is a weird California weird shit, like weird bike anomaly. That, yeah, that happens once a year, if hmm. anything. Well, it happens like once every week here. Right. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's a weird rare bike gathering right here once in a while well you know us californians we're kind of we've got some very strong ideas about what makes a good bike even in the harley community and i can't remember i think it's the uh what was the one that had the eric buell design frame it's like the the fxr fxr the whole Harley community knows that Californians love FXRs. Mm-hmm. So if you've got an FXR you want to sell, you know, generally, yeah, yeah, we sell it in California. I'll get tons mm-hmm. more for it because they love them out there, which mm-hmm. is true. Because they I mean, work properly? Is that what it is? They I work? don't know. <laughs> What's the deal? Like Eric Buell made a frame that's supposed to make it. It's a Harley that can handle. handle. Interesting. <laughs> for a Harley. Interesting. Yeah. For a Harley. I spent, actually, yesterday... One of my clients um, working on a fat boy. And interesting bike. Woeful handling. Just woeful Mm -hmm. handling. Unfortunately, like a lot of fat boys, it had been slammed. So the moment you want to have some fun on it, just everything hits the deck. How, how, like, how slammed, horribly slammed is it? Is, like, the rear axle above the actual... Uh, no, but not, pivot, no, not bad, like no, not it. It wasn't that bad, mm. but I mean, I think fat boys are pretty low anyway. They're great okay, looking yeah. bikes, sure. Um, and this one was quite actually quite nice looking. It was pearl white, mm. which makes a change from the usual black. Yeah. Um, but I think the back end, the front end was stock, but the back end had probably been slammed three inches. Holy shit! And mm. just oh, man. as soon as you get any amount of lean on it, it's just everything's on the deck and it's it's it, it's not a case of oh it's the stand it's the pipes it's the footboards yeah there's so much Yeesh. down there you don't know what's hitting okay. you just know there's a lot on the ground right if, now if you're lowering a bike that low that's a bike that's already low to begin with is i usually start you start thinking about like airbags at that point because like what do you do as far as mechanical in order to prevent it from bottoming out i guess you can't right like it wouldn't matter yeah, I don't. So th- I really don't think it matters yeah. because you know it's 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 a bar hopper. I think it. Yeah. You know um, that bike's primary function was to go from bar to bar and look great doing it. And it did look great. It was a good looking bike. But mission accomplished. Mission I accomplished. I would have liked something with a little little bit more ground clearance. Sure. Be jolly nice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, Adrian did uh, did her chain and sprockets and she, well, yeah. she was putting those jolly covers on those spokes oh yeah jolly covers, <laughs> which, Spoke covers yeah which look like drinking straws to me they do don't they <laughs> they kind of do those bold colors well you know it's great if you got rusty spokes what could be better <laughs> right? than putting drinking replace them fuck yeah. that uh, yes you can cover cool, that rust yeah oh. you can cool Buchanan's and relace your wheel and right. spend about 500 bucks you can Dude, buy some Buchanan drinking spokes, straws Buchanan's spokes and spoke nipples are expensive <laughs> they're like for, for what you for what they are and what you get for them it's expensive but I guess like they gotta they got to be strong because like, yeah. you could die if you don't have strong right. spokes, right? Like, True. I don't know. I was surprised. When I came up, there were a lot of people here. 
I was like, yeah. I wonder if the garage is still open because I, I yeah. rolled up at around five or something. Um, yeah. yeah, we. we I was like, a, I wonder if it's open. I came up there were a right. bunch of people, little kids, fucking doing laps in the parking lot. Well, you know, we we, <laughs> we had an old friend um, show up who's doing some work on her own bike, and that's Stephanie from many many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think Stephanie predates me even by a mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, yeah, getting back into it, which is cool. Getting back into right, it. So, like, on they were, a, uh, was jumping in on whatever that was. Yeah, a little GZ250. Little jizz bomb. Um, <laughs> but, um, again, hadn't been on the road in a couple of years, so the usual electrical problems, car Like missing problems, the batteries. Um, yeah, just missing everything. Um, one thing I would like to talk about, and I know it seems like we're jumping around, but um, I went to a party. Oh, yeah. On Friday night. So did I. Me too. And so did Scott. It was a great party. It was a great party. So I'll tell you what. What kind of party was it? I am going to put you on the spot right now, Is it the Scott? ones where you wear a mask and like you got to stand, you know, and there's like passwords? Yes. No first like names. Weird kind of yes. Yes. No yes. first names. Is it kind of sexy? What's going on? No, here? it's costume party. Oh. Um, Scott. The password is tell us. Tell us about <laughs> the party. Uh, the party was for the historic Wur Wur at Moto Guild Friday night. Uh, went there straight from work. Uh, and Moto Guild is like very much an upmarket version of what we do, but it's open, I think, seven days a week. It's a business, yeah. Yeah, they're owned by the same folks as own Bay Area Motorcycle Training. It is on Treasure Island, San oh, Francisco, so middle of the bay. Uh, it was very cool. Party started up. I think the live music kicked in somewhat before the riders showed up. And then 50, about 50 women riders, um, including Naked Jim and uh, anybody else in the current room? No? Okay. Yeah. Pulling think, up and, yeah. yeah. There, there was a couple of them. There was like one of the dude. But yeah. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it was a good party, wasn't it? It was a good party. Again, just motorbike stuff. Um, how many would you say were there, Scott? Maybe like 150? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. 100, yeah. 150, maybe even 200 That's at some stage. a lot stage. of biker trash. It was cool, man. It was super San Francisco, I thought. Yeah. It yeah. was a good yeah. San Francisco well, scene because it was really across the board. Yeah, well, we had just come from the ride from Reno through the city and Twin Peaks and the sunset and hooligan stuff. And when you roll in, it was really cool because Treasure Island, if you can imagine, is out in the bay, like Scott said. Yeah. But the views are, fuck, are crazy. Like yeah, San Francisco yeah. skyline, Oakland, Bay Bridge. San, it's like, yeah. whoa. And as you come in, everybody's yelling and cheering because there's already like, what, like 150 people there? Yeah. And it was awesome because they had food, like some really good right. homemade food. Again, dames don't care. Thank you. And, uh, and then you go in Moto Guild, and it's a it's a workshop, and they have re- right. like recycle selling of clothes. Eugene, big shout to Eugene, another World War guy. Liza will talk more. Scored a Easy jacket for 200 bucks. Yep. Nice. Fucking brand new. Like Yeah, whoa. I had my eye on that day. But it was just so San Francisco because everybody's there. Everybody's supportive. It's definitely super motorcycly, right? Right. And then you go inside, and there's a band, you know, like a punk band playing. a fashion playing. show, too? Yeah, they did a fashion uh, so Raven Rova. They had yeah. they had food. They had presentations, fashion show, mm-hmm. um, live music, live music. The band only did two or three songs. I was a little disappointed actually. They were on and they they were kind of off. I showed up and they had Vindaloo. That's all I care about. Yeah, that veggie Vindaloo. 
And uh, I paid the price for that. See, whenever you see Vindaloo on the menu, you always need to get ahead of the game by putting your toilet paper in the refrigerator for later. But I didn't know there was going to be Vindaloo on the menu. So I wasn't able to. So I suffered for that. But I just can't help myself, Jim. I know. I know. That's why I'm here for you. Yeah, thank you, darling. Thank but, you. But I, I, I'm glad you had a good time, Scott, because it was yeah. super fun just to see everybody and, like, you know, a lot of friends, like a lot of familiar faces you don't see all the time. Right. Like when you go to shows and whatnot and and it, 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 it was yeah they and moto guild what a great gig they've got going on oh absolutely yeah they got like what a dozen lifts or something yeah it's it's, it's huge it's, it was big it's, it's a big place and they seem to have changed the layout a little bit so from yeah. when we were last there well liza let me take out her uh, her, her indian too. yeah what did you think of that thing um it's real smooth i mean you know it, it's, it's a, a lot of weight but it'll lean really well you got to be careful when you're taking it a ride uh off Treasure Island that you don't get on the Bay Bridge going one way or the other. It's like, oh, where can I turn around so I can get back down there? Did you turn the heated seat on? I did not. Oh. Did I, but, yeah. Hot enough already there. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It had a butt warmer, huh? Right, but it was a, it was a nice party. Um, yeah. And we had a good time. Me and my friend Mike McCarthy were there. and I How's he doing? No, How's his project? M- Mike's doing great. Mike's I'm awesome. I love that Harley, guy. So let me, I'm going to give, I'm gonna give Go you ahead, a preview of Mike's Harley. So yeah. what Mike did was he took a Sportster and its final incarnation and he's close. Okay, cool. It's a Sportster. It's got Olin piggyback rears on it. It's got yeah. 17-inch spoke wheels with radials front and back. It's got a Jixxer front end on it. Oh, nice. He got so, one. Yeah. yeah, he got one. It's a wild friggin' ride. <laughs> it's a cool-looking It's bike. an actual Sportster. It is an actual Sportster under there. Hmm. Um, and apparently it handles like it's on rails. Wow. Oh, it's, it's built. It's, it's squared away. It's close. It's close. We've got a wheel to build. We've got a front end to put on. It's closer than my friggin' turbo bike. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you that cool. much. He's got the neck bearings and everything. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's cool. he's you know a good couple of weekends solid work and he's riding. Sweet. He's I'm close. excited because that's a cool looking Harley man, and I wanted to see him right. uh, ride in this this creation. I'll say Mike's cool looking. When I saw him up at, at, in San Francisco, I was <laughs> uh, I'm always so happy to see him. Yeah, he's such a solid well, guy. I was with just, his big old beard. He's all uh, big hug. And I'm yeah, like, I know. I always describe him whenever I'm with him. I always say, you know, um, guys, this is Mike. He's my friend and bodyguard. And everyone's like, oh yeah, I can see that. <laughs> what? Uh, somebody uh, knock. I didn't. That wasn't me. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. So, it was a great party. Um, Yeah. Jim, how was the party at Deuce Ex Machina? That was awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. How many many showed up there? There had to be a couple of hundred. So, you know, probably similar number. Yeah, similar size, different location, much more compact. So, we came down like the one the whole way, like we've been talking. And it was bitching because my favorite thing is when we were like, you're ready to get there after however many hours we're there and shepherding this group down the road. Mm -hmm. And then you see the fucking Santa Monica Ferris wheel. And you're like, yeah, we're almost there, right? And then, you know, go through traffic for another. But anyway, we got there, and there were like definitely 150 people there. I got a question. What's DSX Machina for the audience? So, what yeah, is it exactly? What so, do they do? DSX Machina is for as best as I can explain it. I think they started kind of with this model where they build some really bitchin' custom motorcycles, mm-hmm. and then they kind of start branching out from there with a little retail space and a coffee shop. Mm. And next thing you know, they have a really cool coffee shop with paninis that are really good. Okay, and a, and a cool, cool, funky. You know, if you've been to Venice Beach, California, it's a yeah. cool, funky. You know, it's being gentrified, but 
beyond that, it's a cool, funky, you know, vibe. Right. It's and, a lifestyle um, brand that started as them making motorcycles. They still well, do, right? They, like, they still make them, but this is more of a retail story. So you can go it. buy and get like an expensive T-shirt or some bullshit like that. And that's what it's listed as at Google Maps. It's a gentleman's outfit. There you go. There but you go. they were super generous, and uh, and I know they they're they're generous in other ways as well. Uh, but so they opened up their space for the party, and a shout out to Stacy London, uh, Triple Nickel Five Five Five. Uh, oh, Stacy was there. Stacy actually facilitated it. So big oh, shout out to her and DSX nice. Mackie for putting the party on. Hell yeah. And we were the last group to roll in, if you can imagine that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but anyway, we rolled in, and people were like, woohoo! And we pull in, and there's just a ton of bikes and a ton of people, and it's so LA. And if you've never been to California, do the PCH, go to LA, because it's such a, it's just, it's very LA. Well, but they had food, they had free beer, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, the shop was open, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so that it, sounds and great. You, and you run into all these people that, you know, Aaron Sills were there, Julia La Palma, um, just all these people you don't normally see were all collected. As far as I'm concerned, if you want to talk about the LA scene, Stacey London's pretty much where it's at. She's, she's pretty hip chick. Yeah, she's motorbike, she's hot rod. What's she's a Stacey wet. London? Stacey she London, art. Yeah, Stacey London is the world record. She holds the land speed world record for push rod oh. 250 motorcycles. Well, uh, shit. So well, you done, knock. So she not that. <laughs> so Stacy is legit, and when you meet yeah. her, she's quite intimidating because she's as tall as I am. So she's like five two. Oh. Yeah, she's like nine feet tall, <laughs> but um, but she wears beautiful clothes. She's very very hip, and she's just a really really solid cat. Very thoughtful person. Very yeah. very thoughtful person. She's been around motorbikes and hot rods basically since she was a tiny child mm-hmm. so just knows the whole scene and she's just la through and through yeah so i think she kind of made it all happen as far as the barbecue and beers and right. music and all that kind of stuff so it was a great scene down there and it's like i said it's great. la it's fun bunch well, of people what i want to do we're going to revisit this when eliza comes back and we're going to do a whole ride report we'll talk further about the party in um treasure island we'll talk what happened more to your about arm more about oh we'll talk about is that, that exhaust no it's i've got this burn on my hickey? arm and is it's a, a gnarly yeah, it burn like a hickey. no henry gave me a hickey um <laughs> i was actually i was boiling some water for a cup of tea oh, and no. i reached across the oh. tea bag and listen let me tell you steam will fuck you up oh you, yeah you quickly bagged yep. mm-hmm. yeah um, it worked in the story it was the thermostat emma yes it was just it just destroyed me mm. so is this her no, that's not. Okay, that so. doesn't look like Stacey London. All right. Um, that okay. looks like an actress, darling. Mm. Okay. So anyway. Um, oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Go we're yeah. going to get two emails before we close down the show, but there is a final segment <laughs> I want to cover before emails. Crash report. <laughs> it's hot off the press. What's um, happening, dude? Who crashed this week? That would be me. Yes, Henry. <laughs> oh no. Um, what number is this, darling? Uh, well, it's first for this year, so that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, you okay. can't see it that way. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> you can't see the first for this year. I was hit by cars three times last year. Yeah, but that's like, oh, uh, don't not, see it that way. Not. It is his first crash of 2019, and his only crash of 2019. So, so um, you know what? Y- your crash is going to infuriate most of our listeners. Oh, yeah. Or at least oh. the ones in 
the other parts of the U.S. Well, outside of California. They could suck an egg for a second. Okay, mm-hmm. so guys, listen up, take a deep breath. Henry, what were you doing? So I was going back for I was coming going back to uh, home after uh, work. It was a late it was a pretty late night. So after dark, probably about ten or so at night, I was going northbound on 880, and they're doing like a bunch of construction. The Nimitz. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck that freeway. Anyway, they were doing a bunch of construction, and they had the number one lane closed. This is a four lane uh, highway. Number one lane was closed. And I thought I saw ahead that the number two lane was also closed. So I start splitting between three and four because I didn't want to be between two and three with yes, uh, yes, merging yes. traffic. Right. And as I'm, go- as I'm going, a car pulls out in front of me. And I hit the front, I hit the front brakes a little bit harder than I normally do. Right. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm down on the ground tumbling. Oh, oh Henry. So not only were you lane splitting... We're going to infuriate even more people now. What were you riding? I was riding my Aprilia Futura, which I had just gotten back on the road two days prior. Damn it, dude. So you were riding a priceless piece of Italian exotica. I don't know about priceless, but Uh yeah. And lane spreading. (laughs) It's about two grand. And you (laughs) you destroyed it, didn't you? No, it's still together. Do you think it's totaled? Uh... Probably, but bearing damage. What? What's the still? What's the, what's the tally on so the, the uh, thing about hard the f- parts here? The thing about the Futura is that the uh, about the Futura right now is that I actually had the fairings off because I was uh, replacing the radiators on it. Oh. The Futura has a left and a right radiator, side mounted, mm-hmm. side okay. mounted radiators, and they the brackets like to break if you just drop it a little bit. Oh, so shit. that was <laughs> that's what I was dealing with. Like on the left side, the brackets broke from a mm-hmm. drop from previous drop, and I just put on a new radiator and it was running great mm. and that's why i kept the fairings off the inner fairing are are is uh scratched up the mm-hmm. right brake lever is bent in and of course the right radiator is also busted up too but mm-hmm. so I mean, oh so you smashed up the right one mm-hmm. now you've smashed up the left one well is it leaking done. is it punctured mm-hmm. or they compromised <laughs> oh yeah it's le- okay. it's leaking but oh, i mean man. new uh buy a new radiator chinese radiator off of ebay or something okay. like that swapping on Bleed it, uh, flush it out, and it well, should be you good. Know, okay, so, bike's a bike, bike's a bike, darling. So mm-hmm. you were lane splitting, and say that again. A guy kind of basically occupied your lane, or occupied your. A guy line. was changing from uh, the three to four lane, okay. and I hit the front brakes on mine. And the thing about I was still getting used to the Futura as well. The it has the most powerful brakes of any bike I had. So what I think was I hit the brakes harder than I probably should have and mm. I was kind of pointed I was had the uh, bike pointed right oh. so when I hit the front brakes yeah, with the washed. bike pointed right right it just sent me into the uh, asphalt what yeah. was your uh, what was your delta uh, I was doing maybe like 35 or something like okay. that stop traffic no 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 traffic was moving okay uh, Delta was probably, I don't know, Delta was maybe like 5 to 10 or something like that. Interesting. Like, not too unreasonable. And But this guy just straight up jutted out and went, well, uh, sorry. Of. Yeah, okay. Well, and unfortunately, you know, California law generally, if it's no touchy, you, there's no I, blame. The thing mm-hmm. is, though, is I don't know if the bike 
I don't know what happened because the bike got away from me. I don't know if it hit the guy's rear bumper. Right, but nobody's yet. Nobody's yelling at you and saying, you know, you messed up my car. Or no, 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 like no. The ki- the the kid who was uh, driving, he pulled over immediately and ran to help me up from the middle of the highway. Right. Well, that's cool. At least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a question for you. What uh, what would you have done differently if you could have? If let's see, if I. Probably going a little bit slower. I don't think I was taking it at an unreasonable pace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I ride 880 every day. I'm mm-hmm. used to lane splitting. Yes, Henry, but familiarity breeds contempt, yeah, darling. Yeah, that's true. Plus, I I was just getting used to the bike, so I wasn't right. used yeah. to the like how powerful the brakes. You know, were. statistically yeah, speaking, if you're gonna wreck. You're going to wreck within a couple of miles of home. And do you know why? Because you're so familiar with the streets. Mm -hmm. And if you're on a street that you've ridden a hundred times before and there hasn't been some myopic bastard in a Ford Taurus there (laughs) 99 (laughs) times, the hundredth time, they're going to be there and they're going to pull out in front of you and you're going to wad. So, um, familiar roads, Henry. The obvious question, though, it sounds like the Futura is repairable. What about you? Are you repairable? Yeah, I think oh, yeah. You, you've got a you. nice rose-colored um, destruction on your uh, I've got a nice right little knee. wallop on my uh, right knee. Okay. okay can you... Uh, no joint discomfort, or what's the story? Because uh, that, that takes its toll, dude. T- trust me about that. Yeah. I seem to have come out from this pretty okay for the mo- pretty okay for the most part. I was wearing full gear, okay, uh, full time. Um, so, what do you think, Defcon Four? Do you say that's a that's a very low level? Yeah. You got up the bikes trashed or not trashed, well, but like not functioning. It's not rideable, right? It's right. not. So yeah, I'd say it'll maybe start, but I, won't, three. I don't want to ride it. Yeah. I'd say yeah, no, we'll we'll call that a Defcon Three. Yeah. Wait, what was yeah. that, Henry? What were you saying? Uh, the bike will start. It'll start just fine. It's just like radiator fluid will start spilling out from the mm. broken. Yeah, so you really so, can't. Ride I mean, it what's your what's your grand plan, Henry? I mean, are you are you done with it now? Do you have a bad feeling the about Futura, it? I'll get it fixed up, but I don't think I'm going to be keeping it for that much longer i like were the bike you, uh, a lot it's great but did you hit a bot dot or were you on off the side of or off the lane markers at all i you remember you know Sometimes he might have that. he mm. might have hit a bot dot that, you know? yeah it's maybe slick if, when they're wet especially yep yeah it wasn't raining but right. if i hit yeah if i hit it while i was applying the front brakes and you oh, know yeah. i i remember about a, a month ago i was splitting on my way to work and i've got a lot shorter commute than you henry mm-hmm. um you know, it's, mine's about a 20 minute commute, but Highway 1 is just gruesome mm-hmm. as you go through Monterey. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was on I was on the RF 900 and the thing is sliding both ends mm. and I just I'd hit a bot start and it just yeah. set up a chain reaction. I'm like, yep. "Oh fuck." Wow. But yeah. I held mm. it, but it was um you know, a little bit of poo came out. I'm not going <laughs> to... A little bit of poo come out. A little bit of poo come out. <laughs> so, um, you, yeah. you know, in your defense, Henry, before we say you are an appalling rider, um, you there may have been circumstances beyond your control. And, you know, any time there's construction around, there's construction trucks around. Mm. And any time there's construction yeah. trucks around, there's crap that falls off the back of them. Yeah. So you may have hit a little gravel. You may have... Been a bit of um, loose asphalt. You may have hit a bot start. Um, 
something. You may have just overcooked the break, but it sounds like you're going to be okay, which Mm -hmm. is important. Yep, nothing broken, nothing sprained. Gear did all of its job. I was wearing my motorport suit. Okay. Again, uh, Hellamont gloves and... Uh, Daytona boots. And, you know, you're not toddling off to the car dealer to buy yourself a Camry, so that's (laughs) good. (laughs) No, I'm in. Yeah, that's not a a light bike to pick up to, isn't it? No, it's... It's about about 500 pounds wet. Yeah, it's probably not as heavy as it looks. I mean, generally, Italian bikes really are quite lithe. Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know... I I guess, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It carries its weight well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, look, I'm glad you're okay, Henry. Thank um, you. Do me a favor, mate. Don't crash. Don't crash again. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all worry so much about you. But um, and I'm not going to get into the lecture of all the gear all the time. But the fact is, I think the fact that you're here to talk to us about it and have been over and over again is a testament to what you wear. So um, good on you, at least. Stop fucking crashing, though. It could uh, always my, be a lot worse, as I say. In my defense, yeah. I ride a lot, so I'm probably I know statistically you cr- better than most motorcyclists. Well, you know, you... I don't know about that, sir! You are, you are in quite an odd position, actually, Henry, because I have heard it would actually take you less time to get to work on public transit than riding. That's not true. I can get... My commute is from, like, East Bay to Mountain View. It'd take In a car, it would take an hour and a half. On a bike, it takes, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, but yeah. you could probably take Bart in that. But you enjoy riding the bike. It's oh, yeah. not yeah. It's not knocking you. It's yeah, like on, you are hardcore. You're on Bart's schedule, though, on, on the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I mean, mm-hmm. Bart's schedule's like... And um, for our listeners overseas, that is Bay Area Rapid Transit. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like funny little subway cars, but they're out in the open. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we see that stuff all they're, over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah sure. Japan. Yeah, exactly. Of course, there's this way better and way, uh, you know. Yeah, well, evolved. you know, Bart won all kinds of prizes when it was new, but that was 45 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <laughs> now, it's like now it's like, oh yeah. Christ, you you get on the cars and they smell like piss and god knows what and it's like oh god so yeah you do do a lot of miles henry you're in the saddle a lot i'll give you that mm-hmm. um but please be careful because we do worry um yes knock so reed what's up what what, what are you doing here is this the first time here uh yes it is um so what's the story yo I have no motorcycle stories. That's not true. My dad, <laughs> Scott, who's ne- right next to me, um, he's an instructor, so of course I've been around motorcycles for my entire existence. You've been around Whether motorcycles you like it or not. since you were an egg. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. You were on a motorcycle before you were born. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. You know what? Yeah. This is true. Yeah. No, I have taken one class. I am... Zero percent experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm here because I mean, motorcycles are freaking cool. So, and also because my dad was going this way, he's like, "Hey, you want to join in? All right, cool. I'll go and see what these people are." I had no like. idea what he's getting into. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're thrilled to have you. Uh, uh, you've seen the dildo, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm trying <laughs> to look away from it. Like, don't okay, don't look so. at the dildo. <laughs> no, no. Don't I'm, look into its eyes. Uh, no. no, you gotta stare it down. <laughs> um, but we're intimidated. Thr- we're thrilled to have you here, Reed. I mean. Do you see 
biking as part of your future and you can answer honestly because if you're going to crush your father's dreams right now is the time this. to yeah. do it oh, yeah. <laughs> what does that go to miss it's crushing dreams Thank you. since yeah. 1923 <laughs> um, or at I least mean, making them much darker do, do, you, do you think motorbiking is going to be part of your future uh, I mean, I, I would love it to be. Um, I but you've got to get past dad. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my mom who has actually. He, she's got you know, the full, um, the full you know rear. Well, yeah, I know where you're at. Yeah, she's she's uh, hesitant. Is a kind word. That's what moms mm. do. Yeah, that's what moms um, do. Dad is. I mean, obviously he's being supportive and also being like hey don't die okay yeah thanks uh, i think yeah, i know, think that's I, solid I, I, advice yeah, i think that's good advice from a father good. so um do you think your mom uh knowing that you're on it might be tuning into this podcast oh god at some stage do um, not tell her about this at all oh, no, 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 i'm here in secret she's like wait where'd my kid go uh no i th- i mean I think she knows my intentions. I would like to ride. I think that I'll need more experience to actually know where I stand with it. Mm-hmm. Um, from my, I mean, being a passenger with um, with dad, um, I I enjoy it. I enjoy it far more than driving. I my my opinions on driving are very different. I mean, the difference between riding on a motorcycle, even being a passenger, is absolutely. I mean, it's frank. It's amazing, frankly, yeah. from driving a car because it's it's like you're 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 riding for real driving a car is like being in a box that is moving but yeah. you can't it's you're not the one who's actually powering it's 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 a tool it's yeah. not a, it's not a um part of your one life, of the great yourself. anomalies of cars is the more expensive your car is the more it removes you from the driving experience so if depending you, on what kind of car you get, if yeah, you get a that's sports true. Car, we're gonna take different. we're gonna yeah. take the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis out of this. Yeah. We're just going to deal with the Toyotas and the Lexuses and the Jags yeah. and the Mercedes of this world. Your typical and the like, more you the, if you spend like nine thousand bucks on a Kia, it's gonna rattle you down the road. Blah, blah, blah. On the other side of the coin, if you buy an eighty thousand dollar Jag. It's going to be quiet and smooth and just take you completely away from that road experience. Driving on clouds. Yeah, exactly. And that's the great anomaly mm-hmm. with them. And that's why it's almost it's almost like watching TV of yeah, this exactly. road appearing in front exactly. of you. Even as on the back of a bike, it's a far more visceral experience. Absolutely. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um we will watch your future progress with interest. So uh, thank you. I have a question. How fast did dad go? Uh, <laughs> which time? It, yeah. Is it extra legal? Um, you're still, you Scott. You're still riding the ST thirteen hundred, aren't you? I've got that, and I've got the the Sprint nine fifty five i. Both quick bikes. Yeah. Very different bikes. Yeah. Um, Sprint's a bit more of a bruiser. Yeah. It, yeah. it that one makes me want to. It makes me feel younger than I am. Right. Which means <laughs> going faster. Yeah. Oh wow! About the sprint, uh, my mother got it for him as what is a birthday anniversary? Yeah. Oh, it was a gift. It was a gift for him. But crashed. As soon Remember, Mikey half a foot crashed yeah. before I put it back together. <laughs> as soon as he got it home, I looked at it and I'm like, 
I'm going to ride that thing one day. Great. You try and stop me. So. <laughs> oh, that's an aspiration uh, for it you. Absolutely. <laughs> Sprint's a heavy bike. Yeah. It's a top heavy bike. Yep, but I looked yeah. at it and I'm like, but I, I, nothing I t- will stop me. I will tell you something about sprints. I have never come across a bike before or since that generates as much loyalty from its owners as sprints. How do you mean? The owners of sprints love them so much. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what Chris that's like Casey rides. Yeah. And he rides like a, CB, yeah. a CB350 cafe racer, like a demon, and then he rides a sprint. Those are like his bikes. Same with the VFR guys. Right. Every, oh, I love my, but, you I know, love if you VFR. imagine yeah. the VFR guys on steroids, those are your sprint, <laughs> those are your sprint owners. I yeah. still like my VFR over uh, Bex's sprint, though. Well, but, you know, Bex's sprint is... Um, it's a clapper. It's, uh, Trinity is it, pretty hammered. Prin- Trinity has had a hard life, and maybe not the best example of a sprint. <laughs> but she still runs. <laughs> but yeah. she still mm-hmm. runs, and you know sure. what? Bex loves that bike so much, um, and it is a very, very loved bike. But it's a very meffed out. Yes, yes. Um, you know, if if Trinity was your life partner, you wouldn't want to bring him home to meet your mum. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well then. I wow. think that's the best way to describe it. Mum would go, "Oh, oh, <laughs> little tired." What, what but, does she do for a living? Yeah, what school did she go to? So this is the best you got, huh? Yeah, exactly. But you know, Trinity is a great bike, and Bex rides the crap out of it. Oh yeah, mm. absolute. Yeah. You know, um, I'd love to. I'd love to help her rebuild it someday and just. Bring some life back into it. I remember not when a lot we of were, crap left in that bike to ride out of it. Right. I don't know. I remember when we did check the compression uh, like a year ago. It was like 180 on all three cylinders. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just like at this stage, it's just gaskets. Maybe put a water pump in it and, you know, hoses. Yeah, everything just around the, the shit motor. Shit wears out. Yeah. Um, so I think that's about it, except... We got emails. Is there anybody else want to say anything about some any other bullshit? No. All right. It's a trip thing, but I don't know if you want to go into that at this late hour. Well, uh, how long is it going to take? I don't know. How short do you want it to take? As short as possible, right? Summarize. Two minutes. Oh. <laughs> Bring your motorcycle shit with you on business travel. I went to uh, Germany, France, and Japan. Oh, oh that's okay. right. We you know what? We need to dedicate time to that. Yeah. Um, I would like to dedicate a little more time to this. Yeah. Would you come back next week, please? Let me check my schedule, yeah. and if I got the time to come down, I will. Please do, because... Because Japan and... what? what what's the other place we went? Germany. Uh, Germany. Germany and France. Okay. Right. This Germany is, and yeah. France I've ridden in. Japan I always wanted to. Yeah, that's yeah. where you... But yeah. I really would like you to talk about this for a good 20 minutes, because sure. this is something that people are really going to be interested in. And we've got so many time cr- constraints tonight... Please come back and see us next week. If you can't, two weeks, so we can divide devote some time to this, Scott. Yes, I would love to hear from you. Cool. One word. Mm-hmm. One other thing I wanted to say about it was I had a conversation with Z on the phone while I was in Germany, and she is Romania, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. It's like you know she's sleeping on park benches and on the ground. It's like, I'm in hotels every night. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's not vacation if you sleep Z, on the ground. Z's used to that she's kind a different of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knock. What do you got? I got emails. I'm going to give this one to Bagel because this is a reply. The Bagler! There better be an accent. (laughs) Oh, you know there is. This email says, Hi, Misfits. How are you guys? (laughs) (laughs) It's election time again. 
no. From Nikita Katov. It's Nikita! Yeah. Hi, Nikita. Nikita says, I was so astonished when I heard you guys are reading my email and podcast. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, I knew that you are reading all emails, but I did not expect you will read mine on air. It is such an honor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was laughing as mad when Bagel was reading my email with the accent. It was so hilarious and I was so happy. <laughs> we are too. By the way, the bike was painted black. Now it is black and white. Check out how cool the wheels look after the clash. And, <laughs> and, and he attached photos and the entire tire is white. Yeah. Nice. This is, this is when he rode through some spilled paint on the on the road and, <laughs> oh, and, and lost shit, it. Right? Yeah, and I the bike that. went Free down. Paint job. But the, yeah, the rear tire is completely white. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so anyway, continuing on, he says, I, I am getting well, happily married. Doctors will take out the spines from my shoulder and clavicle this Wednesday. So it is going to be even better. <laughs> Your right. podcasts are now the main thing that connects me with the motorcycles the most. Yeah. I, I appreciate right you guys. Cool, man. Nice. Thank you again for all you do. From Belarus with love, Nikita Khrushchev. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Bel- I, that's, I love Belarus with love. Hey, yeah, Nikita, great. thank you for that uh, email, my dear. I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm looking at much. these pictures, and oh my it god, looks like that somebody, is wild. Isn't it crazy? It looks like somebody like hand painted it. Pass it over. And you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Emma, let me like, see it. It's crazy. There's, there's something pass about around. a bandit lying on the side in the middle of the road. Yeah, bring it over here. <laughs> it, looks, <laughs> it looks like a dead horse. What the hell? Yeah, spasiba, Nikita. Yeah, it's it's Stoli. that is wild. Yeah, that's a, so, that's uh, a good loss of traction right there. Do we have oh, wow. any more emails? I got one more, but let me get that until the phone comes. Yeah. Out. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. It's completely painted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so is that up. what you do when you're painting the the pavement with your motorcycle? I, I believe so. Well, you know, the story was you hadn't heard this, Scott. Nikita wrote in uh, probably about three weeks ago, and, mm-hmm. and Bagel did an absolutely stellar job, <laughs> right? Spot on. Reading his original email. And he was um, trucking along in the number one lane, probably doing about 90, which is where mm-hmm. bandits are very happy at. And um, apparently a truck had just spilled a truckload of white paint. <laughs> all over and the road. All Classic. over the road, and it was still liquious. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, he dropped the bike because of it. Because, you know, I guess it was trying to, it's like trying to ride through soup. Yeah, there's zero yeah. traction. on <laughs> Zero traction. <laughs> and the bike ended up looking like that. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. But look at the coverage on the rear tire. That's beautiful. Oh, it's absolutely 100%. Honestly, I have seen b- bedrooms with less coverage. Like the front tire, only the center strip is painted, which yeah, is but crazy. Yeah, but the back tire is just like yeah. couvert. All right, so I got another email here from our friend Robert Taylor. Robert and he goes, Taylor. Uh, hey there, Misfits. Just wanted to give an update on my development as a oh, writer. Stop, stop, hey, stop. stop. Mm. Where is Robert from now? It doesn't say. Florida. Okay. I think Florida. Okay, Florida man. All right. Yeah, no accents. <laughs> Cracker country. No accents is what, is that what you're, that's what you're looking for. But uh, I've really gotten to love my bike, a 2008 Honda Spirit 750. Ooh, that's a lot to love. I've done a number of moderate rides around Central Florida region, a few hundred miles in a day. Uh, most notably, a th- I thread the needle between Florida and some thunderstorms and managed to get home without hitting a single raindrop. Nice. Nice. Watch that radar. Coming up in hmm. the autumn, I wanted to attempt the Iron Butt Lap of Florida. Uh, I've added an air hawk seat cushion that's done wonders for my tailbone fatigue, and I'm looking f- into windshields for my bike to help uh, on that front. 
Okay. Yeah, that's uh, wind protection and uh, ass protection is always good. Yeah, you know yeah. what? You know? If if you're looking for a windshield, you could you could do a lot worse than a Memphis shade. Uh, worst case scenario, you have a windshield that's kind of weird, and it actually uh, yeah, buffets your front end. Have and a, shakes yeah. it. So you, Robert, you, have a look at Memphis shades. I think they do a ton of windshields. Yeah, um, ton of different colors. So you get something that's going to look good on your bike. And, yeah, you know something traditional on a Spirit Seven Fifty. I would have thought. Right. Uh, on a mechanical note, I've noticed that my girl seems to idle a bit fast, and uh, after she's hot and after she's gotten warmed up, my thighs get very warm after a minute or two of sitting in a light. I'm not sure if that's a potential problem or is it just a signature nature. Uh, if it's just the nature of summer Florida heat and humidity. Any suggestions on potential issues I should look out for? What year is this bike? Uh, 2008. Uh, safe riding, Liza, and all the war were participants. Yeah. Ooh, so get warm. No, it's, it it's, like yeah, it's carbureted. Bo- yeah, it's boil off, huh? You think it's boil off? It gets hot? And, no, I, no. Think, I think somebody just needs to dick with the mixture. Mm. Okay. If if his only problem, because it's gonna be, it's gonna feel hot as crap anyway. Because yeah. everything's on the right on that bike. Mm-hmm. Um, the pipes are on the right. Um, thermostats on the right. Everything's on the right on that bike. So mm. it's, the right's gonna feel very hot, and the left's gonna feel remarkably cool. Okay. So you're gonna notice it a little more. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. If the idle is creeping up, when the bike's kind of overheating. That indicates to me it might be set up a little bit lean. Yeah. So as That'll the bike the heats throw. up, it becomes more efficient. Mm-hmm. So if you just fatten up the air screw at like half a turn, it'll probably cure that. Okay. Uh, um, Shadow 750s are uh, water-cooled, right? Yes. Okay. Maybe change yes. out the coolant because it probably never been changed out. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, a, it's easy to look at. I mean, your coolant should be nice blue color or mm-hmm. a nice lime green color. Mm-hmm. And if it looks like beef soup mm. or, um, the colors, soup. or the color's gone... You know, it should be a very, very vibrant green. I mean, it should be Kool-Aid green color. Um, And I've noticed when they really get grody, they either go kind of brown or they just go faded. Yeah. Do you like that pink stuff, Emma? You know, I've used the pink stuff in the water weather, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, water. You you know what? Um, I do it. Years ago, I had the most marvelous invention in the world. It was an English car called a Jensen Interceptor. (laughs) And um, a Jensen is quite a small car with a fucking great 440 cubic inch Chrysler under the hood. Sure. So you got a big engine in a very, very small space. And this thing, you could not drive it to the shops without it overheating, <laughs> which was a little upsetting. So like, oh, look, look at that car, look at that car. And there's all steam coming out from <laughs> under the hood, so <laughs> it kind of takes away from it. Um, and I, I ran it on water weather, and it kind of cured it. <laughs> I mean, there are fundamental design problems. But yeah. it did send the temperature down. Now, there's nothing subtle about a Jensen Interceptor. It's a big cast iron engine and it's big brass radiator and just big everything. Um, bikes are a little more efficient and a little more sophisticated. But theoretically, what what water weather does is um, water has a skin, a meniscus. and it breaks down the meniscus much of the same as if you ever put vinegar in it if if you ever get a cup of water you can balance a penny on it 
and if you drop some vinegar in it the penny will just drop immediately to the bottom yeah, because it, it mm. breaks up the meniscus yeah, yeah, it, it reduces the surface, the tension. surface tension right yeah. and yeah. so that's what water wetter does and it allows the water to bond to the metal and hoses of the engine so the theory is sound i mean there's a ton of them out there back in the old days it was just water wetter yeah. um now i think there's ice cold yeah, and engine ice yeah. engine ice and there's, there's a bunch yeah. of them but they all do the They're same thing sort of um, surfactant that breaks up the surface tension thing. you know it's one of those things like engine oil additive you're always tempted to say oh snake oil mm-hmm. but some of this stuff actually works yeah. um you know, I use, I love, in my cars at least, I love um, Lucas Friction Modifier. And generally, I send all my cars up to way over 300,000 miles. So there's got to be something in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, like, my take on it is it, this is not good practice at all. But, like, sometimes you have a really long-ass light, and if you're safe and you're in the right spot in the lane... Uh, you could shut off your engine and right. just get ready for the light to cut, turn green and then start your bike up if you know how the timing of the lights work. Yeah. Uh, I it's I again this is not good practice because you always want your motor on so you can escape and evade certain things. But I think for me, I, it's I I get hot. My motor gets hot. Right. And I want to just I'll just turn it off for a second and you know leave the. Bike but on. you know here's the perennial problem and funnily enough. It was a problem for the interceptor as well as bikes. Mm. So bikes have a radiator, a thermostat, passageways in the engine, hoses, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. and an electric fan. Yep. As did the interceptor. The problem, when you're sitting in traffic, everything's doing what it should. The thermostat's opening. The oil's be uh, the water's being pushed through the radiator. It's being pushed through the hoses, and when the temperature creeps up to a certain spot, the fan's kicking on. It's drawing air through the radiator because mm-hmm. that's what a fan does, and it cools it down. The problem is the charging system. Yeah. Because at <laughs> idle, your bike's only at twelve volts. When you mm-hmm. rev it, it should kick up to about fourteen volts. Yep. So the fan, instead of going. It's going, and it's not doing it efficiently. Yep. So you get this cycle in traffic where the fan's almost running constantly. Yeah. And your alternator and your battery can't keep up, and it's getting slower and slower and slower, and your bike's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of an anomaly in very, very hot places like Florida, like California. Yeah, um, where the humidity is hot and you know, it's not transferring. My lovely RF Heat. never overheats. I have never seen the temperature gauge go above halfway. Yeah. Except when me and Liza were in downtown LA and it was hotter than Hades. Yeah. I was like at the red. Mm. And yeah, it it's was, a bad time. It it wasn't in the red, but it was at the red. Right. Liza yeah. was even worse off. She, she's got that digital gauge which has got like 10 bars on it mm-hmm. and she's like one more bar and the bike's going to shut off Yeah. Mm-hmm. and the truth is the RF didn't overheat and the KTM didn't shut down because of hot engine but god they were close mm-hmm. Yeah. and then yeah. to be like that all day every day um, it's stressful on a motor man it is, it is stressful yeah. so um, yeah, I mean, by all means, use something like water wetter, but just make sure mm-hmm. that 
what's in there you don't have to go bananas and change all the hoses and change the thermostat and change the fan motor or anything like that but if you don't know when the coolant was changed last change it Start it's it. cheap yeah. as chips yep and don't be a wimp and buy the 50 50 stuff <laughs> you're being ripped off buy the neat stuff get some purified distilled water and mix it yourself because the 50 50 stuff is exactly the same price as the neat stuff but it's half water mm-hmm. you know yeah. you're getting burnt so um you know mix it yourself yeah um yeah. i think it's that's good advice i think yeah, I didn't even see the the neat stuff at Cycle Gear when I stocked up. I don't think Cycle Gear sells the neat stuff. I think mm. it's that's like you gotta go to auto store for it's it. A, it's think. an auto parts store yeah. for it. Isn't there the question with the silicates though? If you get the stuff from the auto store, no, it's fine. It's fine as long as you get um, as long as as long as it is suitable for aluminium engines. Right, yeah. it's fine. And most of the modern stuff is. Yeah. I mean, shit cars. Aside from ancient American stuff. Cars have had aluminium cylinder heads now for the past gazillion years, so it's fine. Cool. So, um, I think that's our show. I think that's our show. Anybody want to Once again, we said this was going to be an hour-long show, and we've yeah. been <laughs> yacking on... It's your for fault. God damn it. 90 it's minutes. Your, it's your fault. You know too much. We I blame you. you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> blame you oh cheers, darling. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, I think that's it for now. Yeah, so, thanks um, for listening. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers. As always, because you guys are the bestest and uh, thank you for making it to this whole you know hour and a half shit show and uh, <laughs> you can find our stuff at motorcyclesandmisfits.com and you could send us an email and we'll probably read it to you or not or whatever you want to do, us to do <laughs> in with it. an accent I'm going to actually up the state oh, no. <laughs> shit, with the go. email so if you're ashamed of where you live and there is no shame <laughs> unless Florida you live, oh shit if you are ashamed of where you live or you just want a good laugh at the end of your email or at the beginning I want you to say what accent you'd like it read in oh no <laughs> and if we get any good ones that may incentivize us to actually read it on air and you can send those emails to recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail.com that's right and uh, with that should we get out of here yes this is uh, Emma Darling Bagel. This is Doc. Scott. Reed. Henry. Phil McCrevis. And uh, we are out of here. <laughs> cool, cool. cool.